Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here. As always, my name is Carly Aquilino. I'm your host. Got a bunch of things that I need to fill you in on. Have a bunch of emails that you sent into secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. And I'm just so excited to sit down and chit chat with the girlies. Okay. Um, first of all, hope everybody had a great weekend. I had kind of a crazy weekend. Well, crazy week into the weekend because I, okay, this is actually an exciting announcement. So Thursday I had the premiere party for a show called Bupkis, which is coming out on Thursday, the fourth, um, on Peacock. So I'm on an episode of that. I'm not even going to tell you who my scene is with. Because when you see it, you're going to go, because oh, it's literally my favorite actress of all time for my favorite show of all time. So that was really exciting. That was something I couldn't really mention to you guys earlier when I when it was all going down. Um, but it's coming out this week on the 4th. Very excited about that. So the premiere party was on Thursday. And I couldn't really go for that long because I was flying out to L.A. to work on Friday. And I had told them, I'm like, just give me the latest flight I could get out of JFK to get to LA in the morning. So the flight was, I had to leave at 8 15. The premiere party was at seven. Girl, please. <laughs> please. So I got there like 6 45. That's when everybody kind of got there, hung out for a little bit, hit the road, went to my apartment to change, and ran right into the car to get to the airport. So my flight landed 2 a.m. I had to be picked up at 6 a.m. Okay, once I got to L.A. So I've kind of been in a daze like the last couple days. And then I worked all day, took a red eye home, got here yesterday morning at seven in the morning, came back to my house. My cats were like, didn't even notice I was gone. That's how short of a trip it was. Um, And that was that. And then last night I went out with my my one of my besties that was in town. Um, and we went out to dinner, which was really nice. So I'm kind of out of it. Uh, but I definitely caught up on sleep. I think at this point, I woke up early today, but it's okay. Anywho, you guys, Buckus comes out on the fourth, very exciting stuff. Um, and I'm sure if you follow me on Instagram, you you've seen that I've been doing, um, a bunch of stuff with MTV, which is exciting. And that's what I keep going back and forth to LA for. Um, so That's that. Anywho, you guys, this show is going to be so fucking good. And I'm so bummed that I missed the actual premiere where they showed it um, like in the theater because I had to go. But it's just going to be so good. The cast is insane. So it's Pete Davidson's show. And um, the cast is like Joe Pesci's in the show. Can you imagine? And also my baby boy, Brad Garrett, who is another one of my favorites that I saw him when I was there and I didn't say hi to him. Cause I was like, I'm just going to say something so embarrassing. And he's so tall. And I was just like nervous to be around Brad Garrett. He's Robert from everybody loves Raymond. Not my Robert sticking his little head up. Hi buddy. Talking about your daddy. So yeah, the it's, it's an all-star cast. It's going to be a great show. I'm so freaking excited about it and you guys should watch it. And Peacock really does have, I got Peacock months ago because I wanted to watch like Everybody Loves Raymond and um, King of Queens and stuff. And then I watched a few of their original shows. Most recently, I mentioned to you guys the show Poker Face, which is fucking great. Um, so they really, uh, they're doing it. You know, they're doing it over there. Anywho, 
let's get to some of these emails. So this one says, and these are emails that you sent into secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. Um, and this one says it's hot when guys dot, dot, dot. Hey, Car- Carl, you're either going to hate. I love when you guys call me Carl. You're either going to hate this or love this. But remember when we were all talking about the little things that guys do that are weirdly hot. I think it's hot when guys braid my hair. Oh my God. It's so funny. You mentioned this. Um, she says, maybe this is an obvious one, but anywho, hope you have a great day. I was mentioning, I was talking the other day when I was getting my hair done, when I was in LA, um, about like, we were all talking about guys and like whatever. And I told the girls that were doing my hair and makeup. I said, I dated this guy once who had a bunch of sisters and he would be like, he would just be like braiding my hair. And I thought that was the hottest thing in the entire world. So I'm fucking hell. Don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me. Hold on. Hello. Let me see. Can I test this microphone right now? Hold on. Pause recording. So I agree with you on that. Um, I just tested this microphone again. So if it doesn't work, I'm literally going to jump in the East River. Okay. I'm going to jump in the East River and I'm going to go for a swim. Um, But I, I love that. I think that's cutie. I think that's cutie vibes. One of my friends, a guy braided her hair and she got mad at him. <laughs> She's like, who taught you how to do this? Girl, please leave that man alone. Um, okay, let's see. Where should we go next? This one says embarrassing shit crappens and eye probs. Okay. Hey, Carly and the kitties, longtime fan, red hair days and listener, but this is my first time writing in. By the way, you guys, if you liked me when I had red hair, you're a real one. Because I saw a picture of myself from a million years ago because it was just the uh, making me feel so old, but it was the 10 year anniversary of Girl Code. And somebody had like sent me this picture and I was like, the way my hair was fucking insane. Girl, what was that? And the way I was pale, white as a ghost, white as a ghost with the brightest hair, like it's it gives Ronald McDonald, it gives Happy Meal. It gives scary clown. What was I doing with that? And I had that hair color for the longest I've ever had a hair color in my life. God damn. God, I loved that shit. Girl, please. My hair looked crazy. So thank you guys that liked me when I, when I looked crazy like that. Okay. Uh, I have a few things that reminded me of you lately. So I got to share. First of all, I'm at a music festival. And why is it so embarrassing when the performer asks you to put your hands in the air? <laughs> That is embarrassing. Uh, like I would rather die, but somehow it's also embarrassing to not do it. And then it looks like you're too embarrassed to put your hands in the air. It's a lose lose. I absolutely cannot handle it. I agree with you a thousand percent on this. Like, first of all, if you're on stage, don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me what to do when they say jump. Are you kidding? It, am I in an exercise class or did I pay money to watch a show? Why am I putting my hands in the air? Freak. Jumping is fucking humiliating. I can't even stop thinking about it. I'm so sorry. Let me get that the vision of jumping out of my head because <laughs> girl, I hate, I hate, I hate jumping. I think jumping is so embarrassing. I'm so sorry. I'm getting silly. I have to stop. <sighs> she says also, why does shopping immediately make you feel like you have to poop? Agree. 
I was trying on clothes yesterday. And as soon as I unbuttoned my pants, my butthole was like, let's go sister. <laughs> like, let me walk in a target and have to go shit after looking at five things. It's really wild. Lastly, I poop. I not, I pooped. I popped a blood vessel in my eye recently photo attached. And I keep calling it little messy Vessi and dying, laughing, thinking about your shell is on. Uh, love you lots. And here's a photo of my dogs and my babies too. How cute. Stop. Your dogs are so cute. They look like cartoon characters. It's giving secret life of pets. Let me see. Oh, your eye. Jesus Christ. That's something that's annoying too, because when you like have a eye problem, you just have to like talk about it with everyone you see. You're like, Hey, my eye is literally bleeding. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I was at um, a restaurant when I had my sty and my eye was like swollen shut. I really wasn't going out for like that whole week because I was like, I just was so paranoid about it, like so insecure about it. And me and my friend, I was like, I'm going out. I don't give a fuck. Like I'm confident enough for this. And we went to this um, restaurant and I know the bartender there because we go there a lot. And he was like, oh, hey, girls, how are you? I was like, I have a sty. And he was like, okay. I was like, I just want you to know that I know. He was like, okay, yeah, I figured you knew, you know? Uh, all right. But I agree with all of that stuff. Okay, you guys, just a quick word from our friends. This week's Secret Keepers Club is sponsored by Lumi. Girls, it is time to get it all together because there's warm weather out there. Stop letting your pits smell like you just got off of a cross-country bus ride. Yes, they wrote that for me. I didn't say that. Lumi deodorant will ensure that your armpits, privates, and feet smell more incredible in every season. Created by an OBGYM, they are an aluminum-free, skin-safe, and clinically proven to control odors for up to 72 hours. That's three days, not two days, girls. I know I messed it up last time. I use the toasted coconut deodorant. It is my favorite smell ever. I'm absolutely obsessed with it. They are the number one whole body deodorant. So no matter where you have odor, it is safe to use Lumi. Their starter pack comes with a solid stick deodorant, a cream tube deodorant, and two free products of your choice and free shipping. As a special offer just for the girlies, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code secret at lumideodorant.com. That's over 40% off of your starter pack when you lose, when you... <laughs> When you visit LumiDeodorant.com and use code SECRET. This one says, how do I break up with my friend? Okay. <laughs> it says, hey, Carly and the kitties. Hold on. I got to expand this. Why do some of you, when you send me emails, it really fucks up the, it, it, it it's like one sentence. Hold on. I can't really explain what it does sometimes but I'm just going to copy and paste it into my um, thing. Hi, Carly and the kitties. Hold on, hold on. Everybody hold your freaking horses, okay? Okay, here we go. Hey, Carly and the kitties. First, I just wanted to say that my wife and I love your podcast. Oh, thanks so much. We met you at your Fairfield, Connecticut show and got to meet you backstage because I had to sprint to the bathroom after you're set to pee, LOL. <laughs> photo of us attached. Okay, hold on. Let me look at the photo of so I know who the girlies are. Oh, I remember you guys. This is a cute picture. Uh, okay. And by the way, when I'm saying I remember you, I, I'm not kidding. I, I'm not just saying that. I really do remember you. And then she says, okay, so I have a friend who I've known for a couple of years now. We met because her and her boyfriend would walk their dog by our house and we invited them in to play with our dog. Um, and we became friends after that. We never even... 
we have never even been super close, more just friends that hang out every few months. She's super nice, but she's a little bit older than me and really quiet and shy, whereas I'm very loud and outgoing. Recently, her and her boyfriend of nine years have broken up. It came out of nowhere and left her having to move back in with her mom and pretty much start over. She doesn't really have any friends besides me, and it seems that way. And she's constantly blowing up my phone, asking about dates she's going on um, and asking me to hang out multiple times per week. I know that doesn't sound like a big deal, but it's all day long. Since her breakup, she's talked to two or three guys, all of which have either broken up with her or ghosted her. Um, making her very emotionally fragile. At this point in my life, I don't really have time or energy for this friendship. I've tried to give signals that I'm not interested in pursuing this friendship at the level that she needs. I know I sound super mean. I don't think you sound mean, uh, but I swear I'm not. I just feel very overwhelmed by the situation because even when I don't answer her text, she'll keep texting me and sending me Instagram DMs. That's fucking insane. Um, What do I do? What do I say? Thank you for your help. Okay. So you have two options here. You could either say to her, listen, I have a lot of stuff going on in my life. I, I, um, appreciate your friendship, but I can't give you, um, I I can't be texting on my phone all day. I have to work. I have this, I have that. I have a bunch of stuff going on and, you know, maybe I'm not, uh, capable of giving you what you need out of this friendship. You know, you could say something along those lines. I know that wasn't very um, eloquent, but you could do that. Or you could say, or you could really just selectively respond. I think that will give her the hint and just have her on, you know, mute when she, for when she texts you and respond to her every so often, you know, and hopefully then she'll get the hint. If she doesn't get the hint after that, I would just be like, girl, it's a lot for me. And I'm sorry, but I can't give you what you need in this friendship. It's so weird because like you guys aren't even that close. She's not catching the hints that you're already giving her. And some people really are just like that, where like you give them an inch and they, and they want a mile. And it's so bizarre. That's such bizarre behavior to me. I had a friend like that. I had met this girl. She seemed cool, you know, we had gone out for drinks uh, like once or twice. And after the first time we hung out, it was like all day, every day. She's texting me, asking me, what are you doing? She's asking me to share my location with her. I'm like, girl, I don't even fucking know you like that. Why do you need to know where I am? She was always like somehow in the area that I was in. And, um, she was like, send me voice memos, text messages, everything all fucking day. And I was like, I have to just go ghost on her because she was like scaring me. Um, and then like the thing that like set me over the edge with her, like I was out with my friend and she had asked me to hang out. And I was like, Oh, I'm going out with my friend, like from out of town, meaning like, yes, I'm I'm not going to invite you out every single time I'm going out. I haven't seen my friend in a long time. I'm going out with my friend from out of town, whatever. And we had gone to this bar and she texts me, are you at this bar? Like five minutes after we got there. And I was like, what? And she's like, oh, I know somebody that's there. And they told me that they just texted me and told me that they saw you there. Like, I'm, I'm going to come like, wait a minute. Why would somebody see me and then text you? Like, we're not even friends. It was so fucking strange. People are really like that type of shit really creeps me out and freaks me out. Um, but I would ignore her. And if she doesn't get it, you just got to say like, listen, sorry. I know you're going through a lot. I, I wish I could give you what you need, but I can't. 
And I don't think you're um, sounding like a bitch. Uh, let's see. This one says <laughs> fat boy heartthrob 2023. What an interesting screen name. That's the title of the email. Hey, Carly, longtime listener, first time writer, probably one of the few straight male listeners of this potty with zero shame. Short story long, I really just wanted your input on a process I've implemented in regards to dating, especially in regards to apps to verify that I'm not crazy as a somewhat sane, intelligent 35 year old man from New York. Okay, so are you trying to flirt with me? I'm not sure. (laughs) It seems it seems a little flirty. I don't know. I don't know. I'm Delulu. I don't know. So he's now he's 35 and he's from New York and I'm doing air quotes. Mm-hmm. Just ask me to marry you. Anywho, he says, I wholeheartedly believe that dating is metaphorically the highway to an exclusive relationship. Everything a man does, no matter how minuscule, furthers the car along the road. One step closer, one step in the direction of that final decision, if you will. From transitioning off dating apps to texting, from texting to phone calls, from phone calls to in-person hangouts and so on and so forth. With that being said, each exit you pass comes with expectations. If you give me your number, you expect me to contact you. If you talk to me constant, if we talk constantly, you expect me to plan a link up in knowing this. I I really like that metaphor. Actually, that's a, that's a really great way to put it in knowing this. And as a courtesy to both parties involved, I like to go on a quote unquote vibe check pre-planning a date. Um, but I do that for people. uh, I'm sorry, hold on. I, I lost my spot. I like to go on a quote unquote vibe check pre first date. Jared regularly mentions a no pressure first hang. Okay. So I'm thinking that you're, um, definitely referencing Jared Freed, who is great and we love him and I've known him for a million years and he has a great podcast as well. Um, and that does seem very Jared say no pressure first hang. But that can also get misconstrued, misconstrued. I may be doing a lot, um, putting forth a lot of sincere effort when it comes to planning an actual date. But I do that for people that I really like. I can go to a show, grab some drinks, see if I like you with a complete stranger. That's a vibe check. I do not want to exert high levels of planning. Honestly, a show or getting a drink like is kind of high levels of planning in, 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 you know, the modern world. Um, for someone I don't know if I like it all, that would be considered a date. In no way, shape, or form does the Vibe Check Institute or silently imply a hookup. Words mean things, and pretending that they don't is corny. Oh my God, I really like you. And yes, I'll be with you. Like, this is such a weird way to propose, but yes, I'll marry you. Um, I think this is all very, um, you know, mature, the way that he's describing this. And pretending that every step we take doesn't come with expectations is even cornier. Am I wrong for using vibe checks to retain, to retain some type of level of control of the relationship um, in, the, in the relationship car while we blindly fly through and the left lane of love? Please let me know. I don't know why that last sentence really just threw me for a loop. But I agree with you. I think this is a great way to think about it. You're hundred percent right. When it, when it comes to, it is so corny, right? When people are like, oh no, I mean, we've been hanging out for six months and I've talked to you every single day, but that doesn't mean that we're together. You know, it's just like, it's so important to, like, I always talk about follow in somebody's lead and, and take their actions for what it actually means. Right. Um, instead of having to wonder, does this person like me? Like we know by their actions deep down inside. 
And I always think about it too, like thinking of what would I say if my friend came to me with the situation that I have, right? What would I tell my friend? Would I say, girl, let's, let's look at the facts here. I don't think this guy really has what it takes to be in a relationship right now, or really is interested in being in a relationship right now. Um, so I agree with you on that. And I like the vibe check idea. I think it's great because first of all, I have a rule that I recently adapted where I am not going out to dinner with somebody on a first date. I'm not fucking doing it. It's too fucking weird. It's too weird. And I know people that are like, you better take me out on a first date to a nice restaurant. No, couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. Okay. To me, that's second or I would even say third date vibes for me. Like third time meeting vibes is going out to dinner because I at least know you. Why am I sitting down and three seconds later, I just met you and three seconds later, a waiter comes up to the table and I don't even know your last name. Okay, it's weird. And then I have to order food and then I have to eat while trying to talk and get to know you when I don't even know if I like you yet. Please couldn't be us. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. So I like the vibe check idea. I'm all for it. I love just grabbing a drink. First time meeting up. If a guy asks me out to dinner, I'm like, let's just go for drinks. Honestly. Because it's more fun that way. Anyway, you get loose. You could be silly. You could chat. It's not as much of a formal setting. You're not like eating. Like, I don't know. It's just too weird. And I'm not like one of those people that's like, oh, I don't want to eat in front of men. I really don't feel that way. But I don't want to be eating and talking like when when the food comes, you better fucking watch out. You know, don't put your hand near me because you might lose a digit. I'm fucking eating. Sorry. My stomach just made a gargly noise and it came out of my mouth. (laughs) Girl, please. Okay. so. I totally am for it. I love that uh, vibe check idea. I think it's great. Because it's no no pressure at all. You know, you don't have to sit through an entire meal. You don't have to sit through it. Even like, uh, you know, one of my friends went on a first date recently and they went to the movies and I'm like, that feels so insane to me. Like, you don't even know him still. You guys just went to the movies and sat and didn't talk for hours. Um, okay, let's see. This one says, help make my marriage work. Okay. This says, hey, Carly and the Kings, I've been contemplating writing into the potty for a while now, and I'm finally pulling the trigger. I need some relationship advice. I'm going to try and keep this to the point. My partner and I have been together for almost 15 years, married for seven. We've been through a lot together and to say the least highs and lows. I've been a ride or die for this person. I moved across the country to support his military career, rode by his side through a traumatic deployment and have tried to do everything possible to be there for him. I want to mention he's done some great things for me. He supported my career growth. He's been a rock for me in hard times. And we've walked this journey of infertility together for almost four years. In December, we hit an all-time low and he had kind of a mental breakdown and he wanted to, he said that he wanted to end the marriage. We've been having some issues with me not being happy about his drinking and him not being 100% emotionally available. I know that I had flaws too. I was being really controlling. I was totally shocked and devastated. I did what any anxiety ridden badass bitch did would do and said, well, fuck you. 
I'm done and filed for divorce. It's been almost five months since the separation and we've gone through a lot. He continues to have some struggles as it relates to drinking and his mental health, but he has and will continue to work with a therapist. We've done marriage therapy and are both committed to continuing. I don't want this marriage to end. I really feel like we have such a connection and deep love for each other. And to mention the sexual chemistry has always been on point. You want to know what? There is a common denominator here. Every time we get one of these emails, it never is like the sex is all right. Am I crazy? Because I, I, I might just be a psychic, but I knew this was a part of the, the, the equation. It's always that. All right. Okay. I'm sorry. So sexual chemistry has always been on point. I am so worried about fully um, committing to working on the marriage for a few reasons. Number one, the judgment from others and taking him back, especially my family. And number two, I'm worried things won't actually get better. And I'll be in the same place three years from now back to filing for divorce. And three, I'm worried. Maybe I'm just trauma bonded to this man. And I have no idea. Uh, and I, and I'm in love with the idea of what things can be. I'm a big believer in the fact that everything is worth fighting for. I also feel strongly about the marital vows that I took and I want to honor my relationship. He has been wanting to work it out for several months. I also want to mention that during our separation, he did date and sleep with other women. I haven't had sex with anyone. I just went on a few dates that made me want to throw myself off a boat. What should I do? Should I fight to make this marriage work and come back stronger on top together or end it? I don't want to have any regrets in the future saying, I wish I would have made it work. Thanks for the advice. Love you. Mean it. Um, PS I'm a licensed therapist and work in the mental health field. Honestly, your podcast is some of the best therapy I get on a weekly basis. Oh, thank you so much. Keep doing the damn thing, girl. Okay. So this is heavy. This is a lot. And I can't tell you my God, not me. Of course. Hold on. My mic is out. I swear to God. Okay. Let me, I'm pausing so I could test the mic so I could do this a thousand percent. Hold on. Okay. So this is heavy and I obviously can't tell you what to do in your marriage. I can't tell you get a divorce. I can't tell you to stay with him. That's something that that's really your choice to make. But what I will say is number one, you deserve better than this the back and forth, even, even the feeling of feeling like the person that you love and the person that you're with have been married to for all these years, um, and have given so much to, and have been very patient with even the thought of this person isn't interested in me anymore. This person wants a divorce. That's completely devastating. And you don't deserve that, right? You don't deserve to feel like you could just be tossed to the side at any moment. That's not fair. And it's not right. Um, I understand where you're coming from, where you're like, I want to fight for this. And I think there's potential that maybe we can come back stronger. But what I will say is number one, I think that you need to focus on you. You need to have a kind of like, even if you go and talk to someone once or twice a week, if you plan little things for just yourself to be doing, because sometimes, you know, relationships are all consuming. And when we're going through stuff, it makes us feel like we're crazy. And I think you saying like, you know, I I have flaws too and blah, 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 like that. We all have flaws. 
that doesn't mean we deserve to be treated a certain way. And that doesn't mean that we can't have boundaries to what we will and will not put up with. So you deserve better is what I'm going to say. And I, and I hope that you know that. And I know sometimes we don't hear that enough. Um, especially from the person that we want to hear it from. But I think it's important that you talk to somebody, um, an unbiased person and, you know, it, it's just like such a sticky situation. If anybody else has been in this situation, let us know and, and write in an email to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com because this is, it's tough. It's a tough choice to make, but I think at the end of the day, what really we have to think about is like just one question. Are you happy? Period. Not, oh, I'm happy if things are good or, oh, I'm happy if he stops drinking or, oh, I'll be happy if this, this, and that. Are you happy? Period. Ask yourself that and go from there because it's really like sometimes I know these things are more complicated than that, but it really just is that simple. If you're unhappy in the relationship, then maybe it's, maybe you should separate for a while and see what happens, you know? Because something like this, I mean, I, I give you credit because something like this would drive me absolutely nuts. And I don't know if I would have it in myself because I, I know myself to a certain extent, like, I don't think I would be able to give it my all after that uh, because, uh, you know, you've been hurt. I, love makes us do crazy things, though. So don't worry about the judgment from anybody. Just do whatever. Follow your heart and do whatever will make you happy. Not will make you happy if a million other things change. Um, okay. And keep us posted on that. Let us know. And, and again, if you girlies have been in this situation, um, send us an email. This one says gaslighter clowns have taken over. Hi, Carly, Robbie D and Stan, the dominant man. Oh, Stan, that's Stan, the dominant man. First of all, I love you so much. You've helped me so much with your hot girl wisdom and hilarious sense of humor. Oh, thank you. First off, I want to start with how embarrassing. Number one, eye twitching while talking to somebody. <laughs> Happened to me a while ago talking to my hot coworker. Oh, that's embarrassing. You want to know what the eye twitch thing is like? Can they see it or do we just see it? Because if I have an eye twitch and I look in the mirror, I'm like, I don't see it. Um, number two, forgetting to erase your YouTube history before people come over. I have a YouTube on my TV where people have seen different searches like deep frying turkeys on fire, daddy, Mark Ruffalo interviews and meditation. That's really funny. I've done that too. I don't even bother clearing the history though. Like if you're in my house, you know, I'm a freak. My entire YouTube history on my TV is cat games, cat TV, cat string, um, you know, like wilderness, um, things. Cause like they have ones that are five hours long and I put them on for my cats and they're so cute. Cause they literally will just sit and watch like squirrels running around in the woods. Like that's their favorite show. I don't know what to tell you. So she says, um, also embarrassing walking upstairs. I live on a third floor and I know my neighbors hear me huffing and puffing. I hear you on that. Anyway, no advice needed, but I wanted to let my girlies know that no matter how much men suck, there is the right one out there. In the past year, I've 
dated two gaslighting Supremes. Number one dated for six months, um, helped me throw a surprise party with my best friend. He did this on his own. Oh, wow. Um, and broke up with me two days later. Oh, that's so fucking cute. I love when guys do shit like that. He said he wasn't ready. Mm -hmm. He said he wasn't ready for something serious. No, of course not. He just planned you a fucking birthday party. Why help throw me a surprise party with my best friend? I can't with him and couldn't give me what I deserve. Big facts. Yeah, that's fact. Number two dated for two months, took me on a really nice, um, and thought out dates. For example, the projecting famous art pieces installation in downtown NYC and dinner. The spa followed by a $300 dinner, sent me expensive flowers on Valentine's day with a card that read, I can't wait to see where this goes, etc." Mm-hmm. You know, after hearing that you would say, well, there's no way this guy's not your husband now, but <laughs> nothing surprises me at this point. Showed me his family and talked about them for hours, talked about our futures, pushed me to open up, etc. It was going so well. He bought us tickets to go see a Broadway show since I've never been. And then he broke up with me the following week. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at him. Didn't see it coming at all. His excuse was, I'm upset that I don't have my own life here and my own life here and wanted to work on that before dating somebody. Weird because we were dating. So that seems like a weird thing. He's not from this country. I grew up here in the area, so I get to see my friends. Okay. I'm really good at reading people and energy. And that really threw me for a loop because it wasn't the same vibe he was giving off at all. I hurt more than the first guy because I actually saw a future between us. Um, and that's what he was painting. Anywho, I don't want to bore you with all the details, but even after two gaslighter Supremes, I'm still optimistic that I'll find a man that will worship the beautiful person I am inside and outside and can build me a bookshelf. Hey, why don't I set you up with the guy who's riding down the highway? Why don't I set you up with him? He seems nice. <gasps> Imagine. <gasps> wow. Life just flashed before my eyes. Your guy's life. He lives in the city. Okay, wait, hold on. Let, let me finish this before I go on a fucking tangent. I uh, just have been taking some time for myself and letting the universe do its thing to all my girls out there. Never fight for a man to stay with you. Agree. I say this all the time. I didn't give either of them th that satisfaction. It's like they wanted me to beg. But, sir, you think this cute peach is going to be be begging for anybody um, to be with her? You you're going to be very disappointed. Um, knowing your worth, ladies, and if he's dumb enough to let you go, then he isn't the one. That is just about my motto. I have that tattooed on my ass. You know, if you're dumb enough to leave, then sayonara, sucker. Because guess what? I couldn't care any damn less. It's freeing up more time in my schedule because I'm not worrying about you. I hear you on that. Um, <laughs> this one says, blaming you for my chalazon. And, and I'm pronouncing it like that because you guys are putting accents over it because you know that that's how I spelled it. I spelled it as if it were a Latin, you know, a Latin word. So this says, I forgot to email you that I listened to the Shalazan episode the day it came out. And girly, why did my eyeball start immediately hurting? Oh, my God. Guys, I swear I'm a witch. The next day I woke up and my eye was swollen shut. Guys, I'm so sorry. I swear I did that. 
the pain was unbearable and I had to go to work looking so wild. I thought I had a sigh, which I haven't had in years. And the next day it only got worse. I went to the doctor by my boyfriend's place and made him look at my gross eyeball. He told me that it's not a sigh. And I said, what if it's a Chalazian? He said, where did you learn that word? And why are you pronouncing it that way, girl, please don't learn anything from me. I had to tell him about you and he was very impressed that you taught me about it. (gasps) No, not me being a doctor. I am 100% blaming you for whatever uh, was assaulting my eyelid, but I did the honey and it helped more than anything. Thank you. Love you. But please no more, no more Chalazians. Listen, the honey worked that Manuka honey really, really, I'm telling you Manuka honey is unbelievable. And if you guys have something, it's like a miracle. It's a natural miracle. And this is not sponsored by Manuka honey. I wish it was because the shit costs $20 for a little jar. And I don't even know if you could eat it. I'm sure you can, but it's more, I don't know. For me, I put it on my eyeball. I can't just get, take a spoonful and eat it now. Anywho, you guys, um, I swear I'm a witch. I swear I'm a witch. And two things happened to me today that guarantee that, that I have some type of powerful shit going on because I was talking to my friend. My friend was in Asia for weeks and she just uh, got back yesterday and she called me this morning. I haven't like FaceTimed with her since she's been home because she was like so exhausted, jet lagged when she got home yesterday. So I'm filling her in on stuff. And she asked me a question about a very specific person that I haven't spoken to in about a month. And I said, yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard from this person and blah, blah, blah. And immediately the girl texts me. The girl fucking texts me. What? And I said, girl, guess who just texted me? Boom, boom, boom. Can you imagine? Couldn't be me. And then my other friend text me. Oh, have you heard from this guy? And I said, I haven't heard from him today. Boom. Bring, bring. My phone rings. Guess who it is? It's that guy. So I have to stop sometimes. And I, and I really do feel like the Chalazian was my fault and I'm sorry. Um, okay. This one says, would you rather... <laughs> Hi, Carly and the kitty babes. Miraculously, I don't need advice at the moment, but I do have a would you rather for the girlies and pictures of my babies for you. Let me see the let me see the animals. Hold on. (gasps) Wow. A chihuahua. Cute. Skinny (gasps) and a fluffy cat. No, that is a fluffy black cat. Are you are you kidding me? By the way, shout out to all pet owners because these motherfuckers are shedding. I almost made a sweater when I, when I, when I brushed Robert yesterday, Jesus Christ, are they shedding? And I, I'm brushing them every day because I'm crazed. It doesn't help that nothing's going to help. All right. Anywho. So she says, would you rather never be able to level the sound on your TV in parentheses? Like the songs are way too loud out of nowhere. I hate that. Or would you constantly have the voice dubbing out of sync? This is hard. So I hate, like I genuinely get anxiety with different noises and volumes. Um, like if I'm in a car in like the back seat or the passenger seat or something and the music is loud, like I 
physically am so uncomfortable and I have to like, I can't handle it. If I'm listening to my headphones, it's fine. But when I'm comfortable at a level on the TV, right? And this even happens in movies sometimes. They really get you. But if I'm comfortable with a level of volume and then a song comes on or something happens in the show where they make it so fucking loud, I'll turn the show off. I can't. My ex used to want to kill me because I would like, I would, I have to have the remote in my hand at all times. And if it gets loud, I just mute it. And then you don't know what happened. And we never will know. And they should have known that. I'm going to miss that part because I'm not rewinding it. Um, I don't really mind the voices dubbing out of sync. I don't even really notice it because I watch uh, if I watch shows that are dubbed with like English, like if they're like a show from uh, what, what was that show that I watched that I really love dark? Um, it was dubbed and it's not perfect, but you really don't notice it. So I think I would rather um, constantly have the dubbing out. And then she says, thank you for all that you do. OG listener didn't have cable until college. So apparently I'm the only one who had never seen girl code. God, girl code was on so long ago. I'm so surprised people still remember it and still think of it fondly. Um, but I've since watched and can't wait to see what you do in the future. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Let's see. This one says bump and update. How do you even date? Okay. So is this a, is this an update from something that we've read before on the potty? Okay. Okay. Hold on. I think this is a, maybe I could just do this. Maybe I could just read this like update part. And we'll see. So it says, since the last time I wrote in, I've been on a couple of more dates with the guy and I honestly don't know what to do at this point. We hooked up and honestly, I felt nothing. It was so disappointing. Then yesterday he invited me over to make me dinner and watch a movie. So when I get there um, and get myself settled in, he hands me a book that he got me as a gift. He knows I love reading and I always have about two, three books in rotation and I don't know what to think about it. Of course, it's super sweet, but is he thinking this is something more than it is? I don't know how to bring it up since I feel like we just talked about me not wanting anything serious. And I also have only been seeing him for a little less than two months. I guess my question is, do I break things off with him now or see where it goes or say something if I feel like it's getting more quote unquote serious? Um, I'll be 30 in a couple of months and I still can't figure out men. Please tell me it gets better. Uh, anyway, love you. Thanks for reading this. Okay. So I think it's fair to, if you already spoke to him about, you don't want anything serious right now, whatever he does is really not on you. Like you told him where you're at. And if he doesn't accept that and he wants to keep doing stuff, then I mean, what are you going to do? If you feel uncomfortable by it, then stop hanging out with him. But, you know, maybe if you want to remind him again, like, hey, just so you know, I really don't, um, I really don't want anything right now. I appreciate these like nice gestures, but it just feels a little too serious for me. I think that's a nice thing to do. If someone ever said that to me, I would actually, I would blow my brains out. I don't know. I would just be like, cool. I'll never fucking talk to that guy again for the rest of my life. I would, he would never hear from me again. He would think that I was missing. You would get an Amber alert on your phone. Carly is missing. She's gone. Um, but Hey, if he's not getting the hint, you got to say it or you got to just end it. 
So this one says Tinder rules. Do you mean like Tinder rule, like Tinder rules, or do you mean like Tinder rules? Let's see. Hi to you and the little boys. Quick question. I'm new to dating apps. How long do you usually talk to a guy before letting him take you out? Days, weeks, years? Should I just delete this app altogether once I meet a guy? Any help is appreciated. Um, And if anybody has a worst date story, that would make me feel less scared of getting back on the freaking saddle. Thank you for all the fun you've allowed me to have alone in my car every Monday. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, and the little emoji that you put is cute. So I honestly don't know the answer to this question, but if it were me, right, if I was on Tinder, I've been on apps, different apps throughout the years, but like I've never been on Tinder. But let's see, dating apps, how long do you usually talk to a guy before letting him take you out? I would say wait till you're comfortable with him, but also you don't want to like pass this like time frame of like we've been texting for a month and nothing has happened. Like he should really be asking you out. And if he I would say if a guy doesn't ask me out within a week of talking, I would just probably block him and move on because what are we doing there? You know, what are we doing? And let's see. Uh, And then she says, should I just delete the app altogether once I meet a guy? I would just keep it. I would I would just keep the app because you never know. Like we're learning, uh, especially today. Everybody's a little flaky, you know. So this one says, hey, girly, Uh, this one says girly spiraling. Hey, girly, I love you so much. I've written in a few times and need some advice from the girls. I'm on the verge of a mental B, TBH, LOL. Okay, not a mental B. I'm the girly whose 17 year relationship ended. And a few weeks later, I met a guy and basically started a situationship. In hindsight, that was such a big mistake because I was still healing from my big breakup, but that was what it is. I thought I was over it until my situationship ended. And I feel like I spiraled back into this dark place and, uh, and all the healing I did went out the window. I was staying at my parents and I started seeing the situation ship. So I moved out into my own place. I was still talking to him. I was alone, but not really. This past month is the first time in my life. I am completely alone and have been experiencing depression and anxiety for the first time in my life. I'm usually such a happy person. And I feel like life has been sucked out of me. I can't stop obsessing over the situation, uh, over the situation ship. And it doesn't help that I've seen him out at a bar and we completely ignored each other. And I've seen him on social media because I ended up becoming friends with some of his friends, which for my mental well-being, I don't think I could do any longer. I also hate that I'm allowing these men to have such a control over my life and emotions. I've been trying to do self-care and fun things, even trying to get comfortable doing things alone. But at the same time, I also feel um, so alone because all my friends are married and have kids. So I feel like I don't have anyone I could relate to. Sorry for the like the email, um, but any advice to get out of this funk and headspace is so appreciated. I'm so mentally exhausted. I'm so sorry you're going through this. This is like, it's one of those things that it's just like, there's really time will heal it and you'll get better. But I think right now it's really important if you're feeling this way, when you're feeling this blue, right, you're depressed, you have anxiety, you need to talk to somebody, um, whether it's a friend, a family member, if you want to talk to a therapist or just any, anyone just to kind of have a constant that you can go to and discuss these things with. It's so important. Um, because I've felt this way once in my life and I'm really grateful for my friends that I had and for my family members that I had, that I 
I vented to every day to the point where I'm sure they got sick of it, but I don't think they really did because it's like, they know I'm not always like that. You know, they know that that was like a very rare thing for me. It's a once the one time in my life I've ever been that way. So I think that they were concerned for me and and they were doing what they could to help. But if I didn't have that, if I didn't reach out and tell people what I was really feeling, um, I wouldn't have had that support from them. So I think it's important that you do that. That's number one. Um, but unfortunately with these things, time is going to heal it, but you just gotta get through. You just got to push through. It sucks. It doesn't go away overnight. It ebbs and flows. It comes in waves, takes a long time, but it'll happen. And I promise you that. Okay. Um, but if I were to give you any advice, I would say focus on you, do things that lift your energy. If you, if you can, even if it's listening to good music, having a little dance party in your bathroom in the morning or whatever, listening to happy music or watching a funny show, or even just like little things that you don't need to put so much energy into kind of like, um, just easy things that you could do every day to make you feel good. Um, that stuff is important and focus on you. I would say definitely don't get into another relationship right now especially not a situationship. Those motherfuckers, I swear to God. Why has mine been calling me since Mercury's been in retrograde? Hey, can't talk right now, buddy. I'm on a whole different level and you're going to try and bring me down. Okay. And you're so hot. (laughs) Why are they so hot? But no, he's out. He's out. Definitely not a situationship, but you'll, you'll get through it. You just gotta, you gotta push through. I know it sucks. I wish there was something I can do to make it better, but I will say just talk to people. You know, it's nice to have people checking in on you too. So, okay. This one says, why are squeaky breaks so humiliating? My sincerest love to you and the sweetest boys and all of the girlies just wanted to say that I recently discovered the podcast. Oh my God, you guys, who's telling you freaks about the damn podcast? And it's been such a lifesaver. I began uh, graduate school this year and many of my friends moved over, moved all over the U.S. for grad school. And I miss chatting about the goss and sipping on little bevies with the girlies so much. <laughs> my besties and I all keep in touch um, as well. But the potty filled a hole in my heart aw, that I didn't even notice was there. I'm also a runner and you make time. Oh, my God, you're a runner. <gasps> you make time fly by so much faster than my usual playlist. Um girl, you're a runner. You must hate me. I feel like I'm always talking shit about you guys, but not in a bad way, just in a couldn't be me kind of way. I'm when I see people running, I go, wow, look at that. It couldn't be me, uh, but I'm happy for you. So she says, anyway, I wanted to email in and say, having squeaky brakes in your car is the most humiliating experience on earth. It's so true. Cause everyone on the road is like, what is that noise? And it's just you putting along. Um, she says, I pull up to a light next to someone and I feel like they can see inside my soul and know that I'm broke as hell and also terrified of men getting anything fixed on my car. Anytime it breaks, it makes a squeak. Um, that shit has me shrinking down into my seat, wearing sunglasses and a hat under like an undercover cop just to save myself the embarrassment of seeing someone I know. Oh girl, I hear you on that. That is embarrassing, but whatever, whatever, let them look. Yeah, you can't have this still, even though I'm squeaky as hell. (laughs) Oh, 
I love it. I love you guys. Um, okay. So that's it for this week. You guys can send in questions and, and updates and things of that nature to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. Make sure you watch Bupkiss on the 4th, which is Thursday. And I will hope you have a great, wonderful week. Positive vibes, good energy to the girlies. And I'll see you next week. Bye.